0: Hi everyone, this is The Desi Condition. I'm Tanushree. And I'm Shima. And today we're gonna to talk about boundaries.
1: Yeah, so boundaries are a very important aspect of our lives, just as human beings. A lot of people experience others crossing boundaries, and it's just an important topic to talk about in general, but especially in the Desi community, just a misunderstanding of what boundaries are, there's a lack of boundaries and there's constant overstepping of boundaries and it's high time that we all get on the same page about boundaries because this is what will help our community everyone understands or hopefully understands that your body is your own and no one really has a right to do anything to it other than you without your permission so that is a boundary that overall kind of need to understand. But I think that there are some nuances in understanding physical boundaries
0: that need to be acknowledged. So when your parents are like, oh, go give your uncle a hug or a kiss. And I feel like that physical boundary is, first of all, it's really important to teach kids that they don't have to do, especially little girls, they don't have to like give you a hug or give you a kiss just because you would like for them to do that. Let them approach people as they would like to approach people. Let them know that they have the freedom to engage with people however they would like to engage with them.
1: I know children are taught when they're younger to touch the feet of elders.
0: Yeah, it's like a Hindu. I think it's also just a Bengali thing. I believe it
1: originated from Hinduism
0: yeah the idea is that you're bowing down to your elders or people that you respect and i know that in my family particularly like on my dad's side of the family it's really important like i think just because of where where they're from geographically in bangladesh that it it's just more it just happens to be more important in that region that you touch your elders feet and to show respect if you don't do it it's seen as being particularly rude It's like walking into a room and not saying hello to someone, you know, like you would never do that. So you also have to like touch their feet. And there are some people, you know, that I really just don't respect and I don't want to touch their feet because I don't want them to feel like I, I put them on a pedestal. I don't. But then I have to cave and do it sometimes because... My parents are like what will people say and like you know my my reputation is on the line like you have to do this and it just kind of sucks that i need to give in to something like that i feel personally violated that i have to lower
1: my standards for these people that i don't even like yeah because touching someone's feet and bowing down to them it sets up a precedent that like you said you're putting them on a pedestal yeah it's something that's expected when you see relatives that you haven't seen in a long time. I was always told as a kid to touch my parents' feet. Blessings and extra blessings or uh, the feet of elders that I know. Until I was much older, I didn't learn that this is actually not a part of my religion at all. And it's more of a customary thing that you know Bangladeshi people and Bengali people kept from previous generations. And when you think about it, when you're telling a child that, when you learn from a young age that you should respect elders and touch their feet, it's almost like you grow up feeling like your feelings as a child, as someone younger, do not matter as much and are, are have less value than the feelings of someone who is older. And that's, that's just not an accurate way of describing things because... It doesn't really matter what age you are. Everyone has value, just as much as anyone else's. Um, feelings are always valid. I think it's constricting because then you you start to see yourself
0: as less than because you're putting other people's um, you know weird ideas about boundaries before your own. And you're, I mean, maybe you're you're young enough that you haven't even really developed a good sense of value of what your values and beliefs are and when you're just having someone tell you what to do crossing whatever physical emotional boundaries that they have to cross in order to uphold some like social standards it's constricting and you don't really learn a lot about yourself that way
1: yeah and I'm thinking about you when you were younger and you were being told to do you know touch your uncle's foot and it's kind of almost like you were taught that your space is not your space, that you don't have a right to hold your space, you know? Yeah, and, and it seems like it's not a, it might
0: sound like it's not a big deal because it's like, okay, whatever, like just touch their feet and it's fine. But they take something away from that too. They then start to see themselves as something larger than me. They see themselves as higher than me because they're, 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 there's a hierarchy that's established there when I touch someone's feet. So it's yeah. not, you know, it doesn't just stop at the physical action. It's about what it means. It's a, it's about a
1: power struggle. Yeah, definitely. I guess in some ways it's a power struggle between the older generation and the younger generation or someone older with experience in life yeah. versus someone younger who might have more education. It's this constant battle where one person needs to, or one 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 side has to bow down to the other, and it's like, why is that even necessary? You know, why? I mean, can't I mean, David I think equal? if you want to respect someone, you know, if you
0: want to show someone respect enough to touch their feet, that's totally fine. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with people touching other people's feet and and establishing that hierarchy. That's fine if you want to do that. I just think you shouldn't be made to do it.
1: Yeah, I agree. Teaching a, a little kid that you know, they need to do something like that, touch someone's feet, it's kind of setting the precedent that A, you know, in life, you're going to have to do things that you don't want to do. Mm -hmm. B, you don't need your, your own space is not your own space. Someone can tell you what, you know, what to do with your space and your body. And that just, I think that kind of is a little dangerous sometimes, because if those same children who Grow up with these, uh, with this certain concept in their mind. Are ever around someone who, you know, is a sexual predator or something mm-hmm. like that? They may not be as wary of someone coming into their space or someone inappropriately touching them. Or they them. might not know how to reject that. Yeah, um, and protect
0: themselves against it because they think that these, these
1: older people, I have to do what they're telling me do. So besides physical boundaries, obviously there are non-physical boundaries, so mental, psychological, emotional boundaries. And some of those things are, I think it's hard to categorize them as one specific thing because it could be someone can do something that crosses not only your emotional boundary but also psychological boundary. And it can be, or someone can be doing something that is just abusive in some way. And you can't you can't really identify it as a specific thing. The first thing that comes to mind is how a lot of dizzy aunts and uncles who are just you know nosy and are very prodding about your life. I know when I was younger and I was going to college, I had a couple of nosy family friends relatives that I you know I call them auntie or uncle quote unquote but they're not actually family members. And they would kind of expect me to tell, like straight up ask me just very invasive questions. And I couldn't really, I was not equipped to, even though I didn't want to answer those questions, I just wasn't equipped to deal with how to get away with, out of that, you know, not answering someone's question. Did you end up answering those questions? I think I did to some extent. Like I probably kept it like very vague, but I felt like I had to answer. I mean, I know, okay, so. Some, um, I had an auntie once who asked me like, how much scholarship money did you get for your certain school? How <laughs> how much were your loans? What what was the dollar amount of the loans that you took from school? Right. Because in her mind, she had a daughter the same age as me, and she was comparing those those things. So I knew that she was crossing my boundary for her own benefit almost, and. I knew that she was crossing a boundary in the first place. That's invasive. That's none of your business. And I just Mm -hmm. didn't have the, I didn't have the nerve to tell her. Aunties and uncles
0: have so much energy and I love how they
1: just like, you know, they
0: sit and they they eat mitai and Mishti and stuff and they talk about all their blood sugar and blood pressure problems. Oh my god, I'm so tired. My knees hurt. And then they have all this energy all of a sudden that they just muster up and they're like, so when are you getting married? And... <laughs> It's just like the energy that like, aunties and uncles put into single brown millennials is astounding. I mean, I want to know how many cities I can power with that kind of energy <laughs> if I were to harness it. How much energy can I get from brown parents pursuing these unnecessary
1: pursuits? I could probably save the world. I think a lot of it comes from a lot of the, you know, crossing of boundaries, a lot of the invasiveness. It kind of comes from or the way that they kind of excuse it in their mind as well we're coming from a good place it doesn't matter if you're coming from a good place or not you're still crossing this like this boundary you're you're being invasive of someone's life when aunties and uncles are trying to I don't know a lot of aunties I know trying to hook you up with someone you know oh my god and
0: then they get actively offended when I'm not interested in meeting their their nephew or their son
1: yeah what's um, up with that
0: Yeah, I just feel like aunties and uncles sometimes, they just like have, they just spend so much time inspecting you and it's all for their own, I guess like their own curiosity and also so they can compare you to their kids and their, their their nieces and nephews.
1: Yeah, so it's also very... And with their eyes, watching you with their eyes. Oh my god, the Nazar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Nazar is real. I mean, I don't think of Nazar in the way that... Or the way I see it is more just intention, willpower, and just the type of energy you give off towards someone. Because the way I see the universe is really in terms of energy. Or that's kind of like the way I've begun to see the universe. Like, I think everyone... Everything you do gives off a certain type of energy. Everything you say gives off a certain type of energy, and it whatever the thing is that you're that it's going towards, it affects that thing. Another instance of Desi parents not being very clear on boundaries is I think like Daisy moms who are invasive in some ways towards their children's face, especially if you're living under your parents' roof as an adult or as a young adult. I know like I've experienced my mom going into my room to clean, quote-unquote. So, like, she's doing something nice for me, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, well, this is my space, this is where my stuff is, like, you know, why can't you just respect that I want privacy? The concept of privacy, I think, is kind of difficult for a lot of brown parents to understand. They see people in general, I don't think, have strong have a strong sense of privacy. Yeah. Um, and that just involves, I guess, lack of boundaries. Oh my god so like one time I was in
0: India and I I brought my my drawing pad with me and I was just like full of drawings like things I had drawn things that I was drawing while I was in India and I guess I left it out I should have hid it like in my suitcase under the bed or something but I wasn't home one day and my whole family, like some of my aunts and uncles and like some of my cousins had this whole meeting about my drawings. They like flipped through my whole sketchbook and they're like looking at every drawing and you know, it's not like I had anything super private in there, but I did feel kind of weird about it. But they had like this whole meeting about it. they're like, oh, I really like this one because it's like this. And, um, you know, and they were nice to me about it because they were saying, you know, you did such a great job on these drawings. Can you like draw something for me? You know, they obviously really enjoyed it. But I just felt so weird about it. Mm. I felt like. Even though there wasn't anything private there, it's still, like, my sketchbook. And it's clearly closed Mm -hmm. and not something I I actively offered to you. And I'm just, like, not really sure why this people seem to not question whether or not it's okay for them. I mean, my dad comes to my place all the time and just, like, you know, picks up, like, whatever is lying around. And we'll just read, like, my books. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, Mm -hmm. this is, like, my stuff. I don't know it's just like a little uncomfortable for me
1: yeah I mean also in my parents house um the concept of knocking was just like never a thing Um, knocking on the door it was kind of like just barge in whenever well like what if I'm changing (laughs) and you're just walking into my room yeah I mean that or just in general like just knocking to let someone know you're coming yeah I know like my parents were always like well This is my house. What could you be doing that you don't want me to see? But it's like, it doesn't even have to be something bad. It could just be like, I'm in the middle of, I don't know, like. Literally like
0: homework. Yeah. I'm literally just trying to do
1: homework and you're interrupting me. I think what's also
0: pretty prevalent among uh, busy parents and maybe just parents in general is that um, there's this idea of ownership over their child. Yes. Oh
1: my God. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's why you see so many kids going into pre-med, even though they're more interested in something totally different because they're like, you know, my my parents want this from me. And, you know, they do so much for me and they kind of guilt you into thinking that you owe them or something because they're the, the boundaries are very hazy. Between what they want and what you want. And it's really important to establish those boundaries. It's hard to do that. I think the culture just kind of promotes this idea that, you know, I'm your father, you have to listen to what I say.
1: Right.
0: I, I don't think that parents own you. I think parents should be your caretakers. I think there's a big, big difference between ownership and caretaking. I don't even like to think that I own my cats. Like, I think of them as little, I, I think of myself as their caretaker. You know, Mm -hmm. but they have their own opinions, too. And sometimes they'll reject treats that I give them. And you know what? It's fine. Like, they have their own preferences. Like, they also have taste buds. And then I'll try something else. And they're like, they love it. And it's like, it's fine. You know, like, they have preferences. And I take care of them. And we're good. I don't own them. I don't like thinking that.
1: That's a very evolved uh, thought, yeah, evolved. actually. <laughs> but yeah, I think a lot of desi parents kind of see their children as extensions of themselves, and so uh, and well, also I think it's like, also because there are things that they
0: themselves maybe didn't get to do in when they were in India, like careers that they didn't get to pursue or activities they didn't get to do um, when they were young, and now they're older and they want to live through you. I yeah. think it's. I mean, it's always coming from a good place. Like our parents love us. Like this is. Yeah.
1: It's not but, a question. But I mean, you know, certain things like the desire to control your child, like pretty much every single thing, especially like for the really controlling grandparents, Um, which I mean, I grew up in a, you know, very strict household when I was younger. My parents were very controlling of like what I was exposed to and what, what I wasn't. And I know their intention was to shelter me and to protect me. But in some ways, it, it was a disservice to me because I was still exposed to those things later on and I couldn't deal with it because I had never been exposed to it or I was exposed to those things later in life than other people were. It was difficult for me to deal with because I felt like, why am I struggling so much with this when someone else, you know, my peers or my friends are, seem like they're, it, they're not bothered by certain. And like I was saying before, I think a lot of times parents do kind of feel like their children are extensions of them and don't understand where the boundary is between them and their child. And so that's why it matters so much that, you know, what will this person think? What will that person think? That's why it matters so much to them because it's like my child is an extension of me um, Mm -hmm. and I care about what people think. So therefore, other people, therefore, my um, because I feel like my child is an extension of me, people will also care about what my child does. And my child should care about what people think and what people say about whatever they, they are doing. Um, yeah. And I think at some point, I, I think kids and this generation really needs to kind of stand up for themselves and create strong boundaries so that we ourselves can pursue things that really help us live our best lives and reach our potentials. I know tons and tons of people, my peers, same age group, who tell me things very similar to, you know, what I've experienced, which is going into a field in college or a career that they're not interested in, that is not in alignment with who they are, but they've just done it because there was never like a boundary of like, well, this is my life. I should be able to pick what I do with it. And I but Think pick- about like, that's a wild choice to make. And so many of us do that. That's
0: the rest of your life.
1: Yeah. You're deciding
0: on because your parents said so and we never think of it that way. But I mean, that's what it is. And I think that goes well into establishing boundaries with time. Because like I said, that's, a, that's a huge time commitment. And that's the rest of your life. But even like little things like how your parents might make you take random singing lessons or dance lessons. And like, maybe you're just not into singing. Or the amount of time you spend studying for school, they just kind of expect you to study all the time.
1: And you know what? You just can't because you're a human being. Yeah. I think also there's like certain limitations or there should be boundaries. It's, I mean, boundaries go both ways. So it's not to like villainize our parents. It's not to, I'm not saying that it's it's ill-intentioned and things like that. I understand that a lot of Desi parents and mine in particular, in being um, very strict, and in being very, in some ways, very controlling, I understand that that was what they were able to do up to their capacity, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not to say that, it's not to villainize the older generation or their ways, But we do kind of, I think, need to establish stronger boundaries. Because, like, I've literally seen guys my age or in my age group that they're very respectful of someone older. Like, say their father, but, like, their father might not treat them necessarily really well or might cross some boundaries, like, you know, curse them out or whatever. And it's just not acceptable to just expect your child to just not have any feelings about being cursed out, not have any feelings about essentially being disrespected as a human being. I think there should be boundaries even between parents and their children. Yes, they might have made sacrifices for us, and yes, they've given us a lot and probably given a lot of us more than they got, and that's absolutely something that we should all be grateful for. I I personally am very grateful towards my parents for just all of the sacrifices that they've made for me and my siblings and all of the, the grit and the drive that they've had in pushing us forward, but at the same time, I do think that it's necessary for me to be like, you cannot cross these lines. And I feel like that actually will improve relationships between parents and children, particularly ones that are kind of
0: difficult ultimately yeah it could improve that relationship but I think the really hard part about setting up boundaries with your parents is that sometimes it's seen as she's being disrespectful or she's spoiled or she's bratty but it's not that kind of stuff it's actually just that you are trying to set up boundaries yeah
1: I agree and it'll definitely take some time it's an uphill battle yeah it's an uphill battle and I don't think it's gonna change anytime in the near future but I do think that over time you know especially in for the desis who live in the diaspora there definitely will be more of just stronger boundaries in general and it's also it goes the other way too grown adults and and children who kind of expect their parents to like take certain burdens right or i don't know just expect things that they really shouldn't expect especially if they have like tools to do them themselves right i know like i have friends who like will not go to the doctor will not even like make a doctor's appointment even if they're feeling sick unless usually their mom will make an appointment for them and it's like you're an adult like you can make an appointment for yourself and go to the doctor this is about your well-being so like i don't think it's just parents crossing boundaries i think it's both ways and I feel like there could be a lot of easing of tensions between parent-child relationships in the Daisy community if more boundaries on both sides were respected.
0: I mean, it's also a lot easier said than done because I think it takes a long time to calibrate what your boundaries are. When you first start establishing boundaries, there might be some confusion about what is okay to let in and what is not. Like there might be somewhat porous boundaries or permeable boundaries. The goal is to try to calibrate those things. You can't have boundaries that are too rigid at the same time. So like there's boundaries that are too rigid and then there's boundaries that are too porous and both of those things are bad because if you're too rigid, then you're not letting anyone in You're not getting personal with anyone that's going to affect your relationship because you will come off as cold. That's gonna obviously be bad for any relationship and then if you're too porous then you're letting people take advantage of you and it's just good to calibrate with each person in your life and it's like really a years long battle. I feel like I am struggling with that and I'm going to continue to struggle with it for a long time but at the same time like i'm getting better as time goes on
1: yeah i think a lot of us struggle with certain types of boundaries like i particularly have a problem with saying no to people and i guess it's like a people pleaser habit of mine where i just automatically i say yes to things before i even think about whether or not it's something that is beneficial for me or it's something that will actually harm me A lot of the time I realize that I give my energy to things um, and people and it's actually harmful for me. And I don't, I don't realize that that's a boundary that I'm allowing someone to cross because I'm not able to say no. So it is like, like you said, it's an up, it's an uphill battle and it just takes time and and practice to begin to say no to things or begin to establish and Keep your boundaries and and then reinforce them and keep them strong. Definitely keep reinforcing, especially with people who are kind of narcissistic
0: or manipulative who are going to be able to sense that you're trying to establish more boundaries and start testing them. Mm -hmm. And once you're getting tested, you know, you start to question yourself. Um, And where you stand with that person. It's just important to keep remembering to keep enforcing those boundaries. I mean, there is a reason that you created the boundaries that you have, you know, because you went through some experience, you have to keep remembering what those reasons are. Or you're, of course, you're going to keep questioning yourself and these manipulative people are going to get in and Mm -hmm. take advantage of you. It's really easy to start getting annoyed with people who are testing your boundaries or being manipulative, just like kind of using you for Mm -hmm. their own personal gain. It's easy to react with anger or Mm -hmm. by nagging or... And I think when you do that, it's much less likely that your boundaries are going to be enforce it's important to keep setting and enforcing those boundaries but not to feel like you are punishing the person even though it feels like Mm -hmm. they're doing something bad to you and it feels like maybe they deserve to be punished that's Mm -hmm. probably I mean maybe that's true in like some situations but in order for you to protect your boundaries in an effective way you have to do it in a way that is not meant to punish someone you know because it's about you and you don't want to make it about them why would you make it about them it's about
1: you yeah, you have to remember that you're per- it's not about the other person. All you're doing is protecting yourself, um, your own energy. And don't
0: feel like you have to go around justifying what your reasons are for your boundaries. Like, you don't know any explanations to anybody. You don't, like, have to justify or explain anything to anyone. Nobody,
1: nobody is owed that from you. Yeah, you're not obligated to yeah. justify why you're setting a boundary if that's something that you're trying to do. Well, one thing I was wondering that we were talking about before mm-hmm. was just like certain stereotypes that we see oftentimes in like Bollywood, in um Hollywood and in films and entertainment and media. This like concept of especially in Bollywood, like we were talking about this before. Mm-hmm. How like there's just these Oh my god, harassment. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, that's like what they're I kind had. of like preconceived notions of romantic expectations in Bollywood movies where the guy will be kind of like chasing this girl slash and, uh, stalking slash yeah um <laughs> will be chasing this girl and will be kind of like popping up in places that she's not aware like I think I've seen especially in the 90s like 90s movies particularly and comedies have like kind of these roles where the male will always be chasing the female or and she's like visibly uncomfortable in some of these scenarios visibly like no I'm not
0: interested in you like go away but then the movie well I mean this happens in real life obviously that a woman is uninterested and she stays uninterested but in the movies, sometimes they change the character so that it turns out to be that oh actually she enjoys being chased and the manner in which the chase Is being done is often invading personal
1: space, showing up where you're not supposed to be. It's more like an ambush. Kind of sends a skewed perception of boundaries in romantic relationships because it like kind of goes back to the concept of no means no, you know, like no doesn't mean keep trying, no Mm -hmm. means no. For the longest time, I never really thought or noticed, and sometimes it's the other way around, sometimes it's the girl chasing the guy and that still isn't okay either way Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't matter if it's the guy chasing the girl or the girl chasing the guy it goes everywhere yeah just that whole thing it's not okay there is something to be said about persistence I think and any person is of course allowed to feel how they feel about someone else right you can't really help if you have romantic feelings towards someone but you can help what you do about those feelings right so if you're consistently making that person uncomfortable or if you're consistently putting them in situations where they're kind of almost forced to accept your advances that's crossing a line that's crossing boundaries and it's it's just not okay why would that be a preferable start
0: to a relationship oh i wore them down and now now we're together why would you want a relationship like that think about it yeah so that reminds me also of this whole Me Too movement that started a couple of years ago. What that movement is about is employees establishing boundaries with their employers or with their co-workers.
1: Yeah, and if you take it a little further, it's women establishing boundaries over their bodies yeah it is
0: mostly women but there are also uh male victims
1: yeah it goes both ways of course but I mean I guess it's anyone establishing physical boundaries in the workplace and I think I mean I think this is just kind of like the start I think eventually there will be stronger boundaries within the workplace in general and That just is proof that our society is evolving Mm -hmm. because essentially giving respect and ownership to someone, you know, of their own space and their own body, you know, validating someone's right to exist Mm -hmm. and be respected and to be seen and heard and, you know, to be validated. Sometimes when you're trying to establish boundaries, you might feel anxious or
0: guilty or just nervous about it. I think it's also good to set up a support system outside of you, like friends or family that are there to help
1: remind you why you set up certain boundaries in the first place. Yeah and a lot of times it's really just our fear of rejection that prevents us from establishing boundaries because especially with our close friends and family if these people really do care about us then they will at least give you a chance to explain yourself and a lot of times I've seen in my own experience setting certain boundaries is actually pretty well received and of course there's always going to be people who uh, hate the word no and will throw a fit but it's also like that's not really your problem and having someone's negative reaction affect your decision it's a disservice to you and what you're here to do on this planet i think it can
0: be especially hard just moving out of the thisy experience for a minute to set up boundaries in a workplace um
1: yeah absolutely
0: yeah like i've definitely been yelled at by people before that i shouldn't have been and i didn't say anything you know, at the most, I would say, no, actually, this wasn't my fault because X, Y, and Z. But I wouldn't say, like, look, you can't talk to me like that. Like, I'm your co-worker. I know I might rank lower than you, but that doesn't mean I deserve to be talked down like that. I don't deserve to be yelled at. And that's something that, like, I'm also currently working on, establishing healthy professional boundaries.
1: Yeah, that's definitely a good point, especially between colleagues, because sometimes you develop relationships with them friendships with them and it's it's kind of hard to say no to your coworkers to cover a shift or to do something that you don't have time to do or a team member to help out a little bit more or your boss giving you way too many
0: responsibilities that you don't humanly have time for
1: yeah and i mean those situations can be tricky but this isn't really expert advice or anything but just remember that you know you're a human being you deserve to be treated with respect and you're not doing anything wrong in and just being honest with someone and if you're really overwhelmed by expectations from someone like you're not doing anything wrong by communicating that right the way that you communicate is also important obviously if you're like tanushri said before if you're communicating it with anger, it might not be well-received, and that person doesn't really deserve your anger. I don't think anyone sure. really deserves anger from from another person, so... We as human beings on this planet, as we grow and as we mature and as we understand more and more about the world and each other and ourselves, I think we just kind of have to continuously remind ourselves and remind each other that our feelings are valid always. Everyone's feelings are their own and they don't need to justify or rationalize them to anyone. That's more of a courtesy than an obligation. Okay, um, so that concludes our episode on boundaries. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, reach out to us at thedaisycondition at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at thedaisycondition.com. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.
0: Bye.